So I'm here to talk about resentment and bitterness. And I want to come from a place of where I was going to go originally before hearing the episode. You can check out in the show notes because it really gets in deeper on a more psychological level of this. Um, and so I hope that if you are, uh, if you kind of are into these kinds of relationship practices or you're open to them or you've even been involved in them or just been around them, whether you're observing them, you've been kind of involved on the outside, this kind of thing, you'll get a psychological level of understanding with this, but I'm going to go even, um, in a more personal level, because I think that's going to really get into the depth of this. Um, and so I'm working on other episodes at the same time, but I've had a lot more time with family to just hang out. We've all needed it and we've all made space to create and be techie and just enjoy the weekend as we've been a little bit under the weather, a little bit busier. It's been nice to have balance of both in life and not to reject one over the other. And so I want to get into this whole thing about resenting past relationships. We've all been guilty of like looking at the past and some of us have a nostalgic like I miss the past I miss the way things were um and then we have this opposite effect I hate the past I hate that I let myself get this way or the way things were and neither extreme is very healthy nor is it going to bring out the love that you can have in yourself one of the realizations insights spiritual awakenings that I've come to recently in the past few weeks, especially this week with being interactive in person with others, um, some more virtual with others, things like this though, um, and observing my one-on-one interaction and group interaction is this Knowing how much I love my work based on what I've been able to do. This work has allowed me to be talked about, which means I'm doing something right. It's allowed me to be judged, which means people don't understand what the hell this is. It's allowed me to be thought about. Um, It's allowed me to be misunderstood which shows how confused people are and it's allowed me to be stereotyped which shows narrow-mindedness of others right if you're not one for gossip if you're a little more introverted than that or if you are a little more like insecure about what others think of you that you're not going to gossip about people but you're thinking and even regretting different things that somebody has done that you felt like, oh, they did this to me or they manipulated me or this kind of thing. 
the one thing that I've had to ask myself even doing this in the past is like, what does that say about you? And what does that say about your intentions? What does that say about like how much work are you willing to put in by judging someone else? Or totally bringing someone else down or that kind of thing. And what kind of work does that feel like? Does that feel like hard labor or deep work? The deep work I've been able to do is be very brave about expressing love to others. The deep work that this kind of work allows you to do is grow from any kind of pain that others may put on you intentionally or unintentionally, rejectingly or even acceptingly. Um, this kind of work will allow you to do things that allow you to see how valuable you actually are in the midst of being rejected, in the midst of others not understanding your value, in the midst of, to the point where people can talk about you and you're still brave enough to like go up and be kind to that person. Says a lot, of more, more, says a lot more about you behind the scenes and they're never gonna talk about it, but it says a lot more about you behind the scenes than it does about what they want other people to know about you or what they say. And the stepping stones in your life may even shit on the fact that they helped you, may even shit on the fact that they shouldn't have had to do it, that they shouldn't have done it. Why did they do it? They may even regret it like forever. And you'll always appreciate that they helped you, but they don't see the value in what they did for you because obviously it drained them. It, it did something to their life that made them uncomfortable or that they didn't like. And maybe some of that was unintentional from you, but at the same point, the stepping stone, it's like, well, they never had to do it in the first place, but because they did, whether they know it or not, I'm able to go further and push more in life, this kind of thing, right? And people, when they talk about you, they're never going to say the good side about you. They're never going to say the things that you've done to help them. It's always going to be about the things that they've done to help you. And I... When I was new to this kind of deep work, I've been guilty of doing it. Um, but that was more based on like attachment styles in different teams and whatnot. Something that you'll outgrow if you like this kind of work, if you enjoy this kind of work. People might even say or even have the thought, like if they're too scared to talk, they might have the thought, well, this person only did this for me so they can get something out of me. They only did this for me so that because it was selfish for themselves. But that, whatever it is that you did for somebody, says a lot more about you and your character and the fact that you were willing to be brave or you were willing to do, put in the actual work to do whatever it is that they would never be able to do, to do whatever it is that um, other people would not even do for them.
And I want you to find value in understanding yourself more about this. I don't want you to regret your past in relationships, friendships, family, this kind of thing, because it says how tall you can stand and how proud you can be of yourself and how strong you actually are. How much better of a person you are. It doesn't mean you're better than the other person because that's not going to do any good. It's not going to feel good ultimately to think that you're better than other people. Just that you're better experienced as a person. You're a better person than you were. There's a huge difference in saying I'm better than you because I'm less selfish, less self-absorbed, um, more this, more that, more willing to do this, more willing to do that. Um, this kind of thing, more resourceful, right? It, it, it might be fun to say for a little bit of instant self-gratification here. And sometimes you have to do that when you're ending relationships or when you're feeling rejected temporarily. At the same time, though, it is wrong in a sense that you're creating heavier work for yourself. So, if this deep work that maybe you're doing with me or that you're doing in co-creation or you're creating um, at the same time that I'm creating, but you're creating something different, right? But if your deep work is not impacting your life, then venture out, try something different for yourself because something I've had to come to grips with over years is I did a ton of work before getting into this deep work that was not working. It was just a hobby at some point. It was a waste of time at some point. And I had to ask myself, like, why am I out here creating and just social media all the time and talking to people all the time. Um, and that kind of work that I was doing taught me what didn't work. And I'm like, this kind of work is not the kind of work I want to be doing. And even like some of the jobs I've done, um, earning a little bit of money was like, this is not actual work. Like it doesn't feel important to me. Even the office work that I've done, it's like there's more office politics than there is meaningful work or impactfulness on people or um, connecting others and researching or working with uh, autistic kids, for example. Um, whatever kind of work that you've done, um, you might feel the same way. And even about the hobbies. At some point, some of this work, if it's not life-changing, if it's not scary, if it's not have, if it doesn't have enough to do with your real life, it's it's eating a bag of chips. It doesn't matter how smart you are or how much reading you're doing or how much research you think you're you're learning or uh how much even some of the stuff that um some of the sort of things you parrot from other philosophers or whatever um or books with citations, how much citations you're putting into your writing or your articles, or how much credit you're giving to another YouTuber while you're YouTubing, or any of that. If you're doing it in some sort of pattern, 
And you're going to know it's egoic because your life is still the same as it was 10 years ago. And this is why I talk about relationships and friendships on this podcast. Um, it's not to sound in any way um, like a know-it-all or anything. This is precisely why I talk about it, is to show the imperfections. To show the impact that this has had on life. The life-changingness that this work has presented itself as to walking out the door of one city to end up in another city. Like, that's how much this work has changed and impacted my own life. So I'm talking to somebody who clearly wants to be here. I'm not talking to anybody who disagrees with me or thinks that this is um, kind of pointless. If you think this is pointless, you've turned this podcast off by now. Maybe you found another one that's better suited to you, to your personality, to your preferences. Um, kind of an audio experience that is more to your style, your taste. And I totally respect that. That's what I want for all of us is to find audio and video experiences that will suit us and we can connect genuinely with the people. Um Things like that is almost like a different kind of connection, right? But the thing is, the secret, really, that you're going to learn. It's not something you're going to learn just by me telling you. You're going to learn it, though, one way or another. People love, and I've done this, and I've had to end this pattern. And I've also had this done definitely to me, but in in ways that I'm going to explain to you. Um, through my own fault, mind, like through the lack of accountability, on my part, complete lack of accountability. And that is, people love to feel powerful in ending the structure of relationship that they had with you. They love to make you feel like, and even tell you, oh, that whole thing was nothing but a story that you had in your own mind. Um, that was a complete story. You had a complete fantasy that, you know, of somebody being like your family. You had, you know, this was a complete, like you told yourself this complete story. Um, and really the accountability comes in and the fault comes in when it was actually like people specifically are sticking around in your life and in your family's life. And your family, family's life, meaning your family that are, um, I've had plenty of family friends that have known my own parents and have stuck around their life and I've watched this happen. It It's so much so that it's like, okay, we're like family at this point. Like we have each other's backs at some point, at some point. Um, we're there for each other. We give a fuck about each other. And... There's no reason that would lead me to believe. And like with you, if you're thinking this way, there's no reason that would lead you to believe that somebody wouldn't have your back if you were losing your home, if you were suddenly low. You went from being like you were doing really well in life to you're low. Obviously, your family, friends, not necessarily your family because they can't choose 
who your like you can't choose who your family is, but your friends and your family that you create, you can choose. So there's going to be assumptions in this way when you have these people that have been around for so long. Like, okay, obviously you're the go-to. And it's not because you've told yourself a story. It's not because you've had a fantasy. It's not because you purposefully manipulated anybody on purpose to do anything. Um, and this is where the episode in the show notes goes deep into, like, do we have to use the term narcissism to describe people really? Like, isn't that enough? Um, when a lot of people are not even diagnosed with it, you're just wanting to call people narcissists for being loving. And it's not about the manipulation. It's about the fact that the other person in your life presented themselves as a part of your family, allowed themselves to benefit from your family and anything that your family was including them in and anything that, um, and this happens a lot with like smaller groups and people you've known for years. And maybe it's not about your family within your family, but people that have uh, stuck around with you. Um, because after a certain time period, you're kind of deciding if you want to be in that person's life. And the lack of accountability now, because that's totally the understanding and acceptance of like, okay, this is exactly, there is no room for gaslighting in this way, but the lack of accountability that there is room to bring up would be that you didn't necessarily measure, and I don't mean score keep, I mean analyze a little more the reciprocation from somebody because reciprocation is going to tell you life and sometimes reciprocation happens in different ways at first like uh, gifts can happen on both sides that's great but it's not always about the gifts at all sometimes it really is about other ways of life that you've done for other people that they haven't reciprocated like living arrangements like visiting as long as you want this is your home welcome you can stay as long as you want um but they wouldn't necessarily extend that to you uh or they would extend that a little bit if you're having fun and doing things but not necessarily um you haven't kept track of the the kind of um, the conditions because it is like reciprocation at some point when you realize that person is actually like this whole relationship and these whole things were kind of fake what you realize is that the reciprocation was a conditional reciprocation it wasn't necessarily um, a selfish because what I want to address as well is the cynicism behind um, people being kind. Now, yes, there's you can do things for others because it makes yourself feel good. I totally understand where that comes from. Um, You have a motive and it keeps people around and all of that stuff. But there's still a giving element that is if it's not something that serves you to participate in, like just don't even bother. Like, back off, don't participate, because let's not underestimate the giving element that that it takes to selfishly 
benefit from giving to others. They're still in action. They're still, um, there's still a sending of energy that is being underestimated with this theory. And that's why theories and philosophies and armchair and head, having your head stuck in books all day, um, having your head stuck in sailboat YouTube videos all day, having your head stuck in all these things is never going to work for you until you experience it, until you go out. But I need the money. I need to do this. I need to do that. No. You go on the Meetup app or the Nextdoor app or a Facebook group and you find people in person. That's what I did with meditation and yoga. I didn't want to sit there and have these virtual meditation sessions and be like, okay, this is all I need. Like, I kind of like, this is a fun hobby now. I'm going to sit back and not that there's anything wrong with virtual connections. I'm starting to make a case for some virtual connections in my life. Um, because there are benefits and advantages to virtual. Um, you get to meet all kinds of people and get in touch with all kinds of cultures. And you get to connect in ways with people and in interests with people that you wouldn't have um, that are more rare and more appreciated. Um, so there's that. But as far as like experiencing life and the deep work, and it's not enough just to... Learn how to meditate, like just by watching a, a how-to video on how to meditate or work out or do yoga or any of this stuff. It's actually meeting, going to an in-person um, structured class or unstructured free-for-all or something where they're doing this. Same with church, same with anything. Uh, sports, just this could apply to anything, food, um cooking, any of this stuff. Um, and, you know, there's... Uh, this goes deeper than just past relationship. This goes into, like, is this deep work actually impacting your life? Are you a creative person because you can get creative in why you're living in your situation? taking advantage of it and have you analyze have you deconstructed freedom because what is freedom really and that is kind of the question um to ask on what is free this freedom is coming from your choice to be around or not be around people and not just to be stuck with the people you were born with because you're here. Um, oh, I'm just here existing. But to make your conscious choice to find a new fresh start with new people, um, choose to create your family, this kind of thing. So this episode is a really deep question. Has your life's work impacted your life enough? And have you went over your relationships and friendships? Um, really it starts with have you went over your relationships and friendships and goes into has your life work impacted your life over the last 10 years? And if you're just starting on your life's work, is it impacting your life enough now? Um, can you get out of low conscious hobby, finding time alone mode to do this and into life integration from life obsession into life integration? 
lifeisartreality at gmail.com. Hit that reply button on Spotify to chat or write out your thoughts and voice message into the show um, in the show notes if you want to um, conversate or just express your thoughts. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your life. Take care of each other. And um, we'll definitely continue to stay connected in questioning our own life in this podcast. Let's stay connected.